Welcome to a Your Teen Halloween. I'm Sue. And I'm Steph. Happy Halloween, everybody. Two days away. I'm so excited. Halloween's a big issue for us because we did not realize how loaded the topic is for parents of teens. And so we have several articles that we run every year, and one of them generated tons and tons of hate last year. And I remember that I was coming out of, I was in New York, I was coming out of a Broadway show on a Saturday night, and my phone was blowing up. And I was like, what is going on here? And I just had no anticipation that this could be the the impetus for all of this hate. And so I ended up really looking into what the issues were. First of all, people were were doing that Facebook thing of feeling like they're anonymous so they could say whatever they were thinking. And I took it off of our page and moved it on to my page where people were much gentler in their criticism, but there still was the exact same criticism. So I just want to bring up some of the things we learned about Halloween when we looked deeper into the topic, Halloween and teens. A lot of people feel like teens should be kids for longer. So if the question is, should teens trick-or-treat, the answer is Why are you even asking that? That's so ridiculous. Of course they should. And so there's a whole segment of the population that really feels very strongly that we are pushing our teenagers to grow up too quickly. Despite the fact that we talk about a lot how we need to help our kids grow up, (laughs) Halloween seems to be a place where we are cradling them and letting them enjoy, like, the treasures of their childhood. So that's one. The other is this whole segment that says, well, wouldn't you rather have them out trick-or-treating than being at a party? Okay, there's another one. Now, some people actually have a little bit of angst when they see a bunch of teenagers walking up their path to their house, and that makes them anxious. And so they would rather turn off the light and not give those kids candy because they actually probably feel a little bit nervous about their safety. True or not, that's how they feel. This is all just reporting. (laughs) Another line for people is if they're coming up without a costume. So they're all for giving teenagers candy, but you got to put a little effort into the holiday. So if you're going to show up without a costume, they would rather not give you candy. And is that because they feel less scared because they're seeing someone in a costume and they know they're participating in the holiday? Is that what's behind that? I don't know if the scared and the—I think it's just like, you know, if you're going to do the holiday, do it. Okay. Don't just come take my candy, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. go to the, the corner store and get yeah. your candy bar or put on a costume and come to me. Yeah. I'm not here to judge. I'm here to understand. So that's, <laughs> that was my question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next two are about being feeling judged. Okay, go ahead. I didn't know this, but there are there's a sentiment that, like, you should trick-or-treat in your own neighborhood. And so when people come in from other neighborhoods, there are even some people who maybe have different types of candy that they give to the people they know and then they give to the people that they don't know who aren't from the neighborhood. And so that has a, a layer of feeling, what would be the right word? Like, it, it has a, a sense that, of not belonging. Like, yes. you, you don't warrant our candy. Ooh. And Wait, then, I said I'm not judging, right? I just want to stick to Well, this too. that is a judgy one yeah. because people are yeah. making a decision That's when you right. show up that you don't belong in my neighborhood for whatever reason it is. Okay. Um, and the last one, which I would never have thought of, is that parents who have teenagers with disabilities, like you could have a kid who looks very, very big and looks like they don't belong trick-or-treating anymore, 
but that's a place where that kid gets to go and feel good. Oh, and be and, a kid. And be a kid. Yeah. So all of those things make complete sense and actually are butting up against each other over and over again for all of us. So I want to put out there that it seems to be a complicated holiday. Yeah. And we're going to tell a little bit about our own stories now. Yeah. And also, wait, I want to add one thing to that, Sue. I think it, it touches on so much of what we do as a brand, as a company, which is we're always trying to get people to see another perspective. And so even just listening, when, as you were, Sue and I are facing each other, right? and as she as she's reading these, I had one where my shoulders went up. Then I had another one where I, like, the hair on my arms stood up. Then I had one where, like, it gave me a pit in my stomach, right? So it, like, created just all of these feelings in me, just even hearing, and look how much we've talked about it. And yeah, I thought, so I love you pointing that out because really our goal is in telling the story and always telling our stories is that you don't have to agree. That's right. But you right. don't have to hate the other person for their sentiments and right. their, their feelings. Like if someone is scared and you're not, they could be scared and you cannot be scared and yeah. you can both coexist. Yeah, I'm a big fan of keep scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Hi, everyone. This is Hannah, Steph and Sue's producer. And before we keep scrolling, as Steph said, I just wanted to take a moment to get in the Halloween spirit and dive into some of the truly bone-chilling Facebook comments Sue was referring to when describing the backlash to the obviously good-hearted satirical blog post about trick-or-treaters looking comically mature. The public truly, truly missed the joke. And I've gotten a lot of entertainment value out of these Facebook comments. So let me make sure we have the tonally appropriate music here. Okay, obviously all these comments are going to go nameless. OMG, ridiculous. Teens can and should trick or treat. I'd much rather that than egging houses. Don't be so uptight with two eye rolling emojis. What a mean spirited person. Lighten up. So then these two are about trick-or-treating in general. We have someone on the con. <laughs> Teenagers should not trick-or-treat, and to say they could be doing worse is just stupid. Just because it is Halloween does not mean the ones that want to cause trouble will stop. Halloween is for all caps children, not adults or near adult teenagers. This is the very last year I am allowing my daughter to trick-or-treat. She claims she is doing it to hang out with friends. I told her, you can still hang out with your friends. Go to Starbucks or another coffee shop and hang out, drink coffee or other beverages. As long as you are not being obnoxious or overly loud, nobody is going to really care. And if they do, go someplace else. This one, this one's weird. I used to feel that way in a big way, but now I'm the mother of teens and I get it. I'd much rather have my boys trick-or-treating than doing some of the things teens did on Halloween when I was growing up. It's funny how your perspective changes, isn't it? Bring on the, quote, boys with deep voices and girls with curves galore. <laughs> curves galore! That just made me really uncomfortable. And now we gotta, gotta round it out with the attacks on the author of this blog post. All right. Masters in psychology and counseling also masters in being a mean jerk, calling kids delinquents and saying, don't ring my bell if you have a pillowcase for your candy. She must be a great counselor. 
actually appalled with her characterization of teens arriving at her house for starters, quote, similar delinquents, end quote. I would expect a person holding a master's degree in counseling to not make so many assumptions. Treat all kids as you would want your children treated, etc. Truly spooky stuff here. Anyway, happy Halloween. Sue and Steph, back to you. One thing that has always struck me as very funny about this holiday, especially when we had little kids, was, you know, we are a generation of stranger danger and making sure that our kids are watched every second of the day, agree or disagree, whatever you think about that. And I always found it so strange that here we kind of turn them loose, even if we're with them, but we're walking up to all these doors. We don't know who's there. We don't know who lives lives there and asking for candy. And it's such a, I find it so strange. When the kids were little and we would take them trick-or-treating, we lived down the street from a therapist. And I always thought, wow, this must really bristle at her (laughs) of what she thinks. And I would always laugh because we would go up to the door and the kids, you know, do their usual trick-or-treat, and she would introduce herself, and then as the kids were coming down the driveway, she'd be like, okay, you know this is the only day you can do this. There's only this one day a year. You really shouldn't be talking to strangers. Like, it was like she had to conform to what the neighborhood wanted, but had to give her lesson or her words of wisdom on what this holiday should or shouldn't be, and it always hit me so funny, and I think, you know, this is going back probably almost 20 years ago, and it just makes me laugh every time I think about it. I feel like that's me as my kids are about to leave the house for college. Wait, wait, wait. Did I tell you this? I forgot to tell you that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Because they're listening so intently at that point. (laughs) So this story, it has a lot to do with being scarred from last year's Halloween experience, but I was in Chautauqua this weekend, and at a this wonderful place listening to a wonderful band sitting next to a woman who commented on my glasses. And so I responded to her that my kids tell me my glasses are cool also, just not on me. Um, (laughs) And she laughed and she has teenagers. And so we got into this very long conversation, which was entirely delightful because I would never, ever meet her. She would never meet me. And we just had this great conversation. So she was telling me that her sister told her that the hat she was wearing made her look like Carmen Sandiego. (laughs) So she said, well, I'm going to dress up as Carmen Sandiego this year for Halloween, which led me to ask her about Halloween. Do you let your teenagers go? Do they go? Do you let them go? Do they dress up? Don't they dress up? What's Halloween for you? And she said that she has a friend who lives in a town nearby where they do, her neighborhood does Halloween really, really big, and they go there. So I was like, what do you mean they do it really, really big? So... But it it turns out to be basically a street fair. Every house has something different. You walk along and you go. There's People are on their driveways. You can get hot cider. The next one might give you a candy bar. And and she just said it is a very big celebration. So I said to her, well, like, is everyone welcome? Is it just for the neighborhood? She said, oh, no, people come from everywhere. So I said, and that's okay. Like, doesn't matter where you come from. And she goes, why wouldn't it be okay? So I said, well, like, what if, what if there are minorities coming in from other neighborhoods? And she said, embraced and loved. So I had this conversation totally random with this woman, and I was so touched. And it, really only in response to last year's experience, because I didn't know Halloween was a, an issue, to find out that there are pockets of America that welcome all mm. and—, and Come as you are, come in costume, come with your family, come by yourself, come from your neighborhood, don't come from your neighborhood. 
all welcome. And I just thought, what a great story to share. Two days before Halloween, if you're wondering who you want to be in two nights, you might want to be this. You might not. That's fine. But it's just a lovely story. It warmed my heart. That's really lovely. And if you're within driving distance of 44122, <laughs> let Sue and I know because we will come visit. Or this woman. Who- <laughs> yes, or this woman. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of inspiration, I would say we were recently in a conversation with Leon Dolan from the Satellite Sisters. You will be hearing that podcast, uh, I think, in a few weeks. And she shared such a beautifully articulated story that we were touched by, and we decided we wanted to bring it to you here. So that's what we're going to close with today, and we hope you are as moved as we were. Okay, so we have written about Halloween on our website, and on social media, we've taken a hit many times for various perspectives on it. And so you wrote an article about Halloween, and it kind of touched on all of the issues that people criticized us for. So I would love to hear why you still own that holiday and why you do it so graciously and big. Um, You know, first of all, it's a fantastic holiday. Let's just say it. It's like the one day of the year where you're running from house to house for free candy. I mean, just take your mind back how fantastic Halloween's used to be. So I have a lot of warm, great feelings about Halloween's in Connecticut where I grew up, where, you know, the houses were far apart and you were wearing a ski jacket. But when you got there, it was worth it. I like that it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, holiday that's not necessarily associated with religion or or anything like that. And it's really just for kids. And that's fantastic. I live in a sort of a destination trick-or-treat zone where people come and like entire church buses of kids come, uh, you know, schools come and there are a lot of houses in, in a well-lit neighborhood with sidewalks. It's a safe place to trick-or-treat and a bunch of the houses really go all out and make it a special night for kids. And I'm all all for that. Mainly, you know, a couple, when I first moved to Pasadena, we had a terrible tragedy on Halloween. Three kids were walking home from a, um, I actually get kind of emotional <laughs> talking about this because it really strikes me, but like three 12 year old boys were walking home from a Halloween party and they were killed in a gang slang. So a drive-by shooting, they were mistaken identity, and these three boys were gunned down and died in the street about a half a mile from my house. And I thought at that time that those could have been my kids, you know, and that just shouldn't happen anywhere in America. Uh, It certainly shouldn't. It's not going to happen in my neighborhood. So, um... So I always just give out big candy bars and decorate the house and make it a special night for all the kids that come to my neighborhood so that it's a safe, beautiful holiday for them where it's just somebody decent giving them full-size candy bars, people, and they can go home and they can enjoy those that moment with their families. So sorry I got emotional. No, no, no it's that is... Gets me. That is incredibly, incredibly beautiful. And I hope people are listening to this and thinking to themselves that in memory of those three boys, we should all be doing that this Halloween. It's just so beautiful. Thanks for joining us for the Your Team podcast. 
If you have any topics that you want us to talk about, let us know on our Facebook page or email editor at yourteenmag.com. Your Team with Sue and Steph is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Special thanks to executive producer Michael D'Aloya, plus producer Hannah Leach and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. You can find more from us at yourteenmag.com, at evergreenpodcast.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, if you like today's podcast, please leave us an iTunes review. Help other parents find our podcast. We'll see you next time. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.